Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to another Life Logistics episode where we aim to help you with all of your problems and woes that may be troubling you. Um, we put a tweet out a few days ago, so if any of these were immediate problems, we're sorry it's taken us nearly a week to get around to them, but um, there you go, basically. I hope none of them um, are like, I've got searing pain in my chest. Yeah. My vision has gone blurry. Yeah. And I, I can just, smell almonds. What I should have, I do? I have just wandered into some quicksand. And appear to be slowly sinking. Mm. What should I do? Any ideas? <laughs> um, so there's quite a few on the Twitter. I'll have a look at them. Um, Alex Bug says, "How do you get dogs to take their drug tablets?" I guess um, these are um, medical drug tablets, and not recreational ones. Because how do you make your dog play, take its ecstasy? Yeah, I think if it the was... The thing a fucking dog needs is ecstasy. They're already pretty much high all the time, mm. aren't they? If they are, yeah. Um, I think if it was ecstasy, they would take it willingly. I think these are tablets mm. that they don't want to take. I like some ecstasy. Yeah. I have ecstasy. I'm not taking that. <coughs> I'm not taking that for me diabetes, but I'll have some ecstasy if you've got any. Oh, I love, what can I say? I, I love to dance. I love to lose myself in the music. <laughs> Um, um, well, with, with dogs, I mean, I don't know how you do it, but from my memory of having a dog, it's a classic, crush it up in the food, or tap it on its nose till it opens its gob. All right. Put the pill in the gob, mm-hmm. chuck it in so it goes quite far back, mm-hmm. tilt the dog's head back, and then gently, I've seen vets do this, gently massage its throat. Oh, oh. And that encourages swallowing. I've never, mm. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. As far as I was aware, all you do is, well, it's easier said than done, open the dog's mouth, put the tablet in, and then hold the mouth closed, and it just swallows it anywhere. I've never seen the massaging thing before. Well, you know, like, my favourite is tapping the dog on the nose to open its mouth. Actually, I've just remembered where I I got that process (laughs) from is the brilliant Laurel and Hardy film, Sons of the Desert, (laughs) which is... A hilarious film all the way through, but one of my favourite bits in it is that they're trying... They the, the whole thing is based around they're desperate to attend the convention of their sort of lodge, the Sons of the Desert. Yeah. But their wives 
don't want them to go. Their wives mm. are super strict. That's the whole premise. <laughs> and so they come up with a plan whereby uh, Ollie says, uh, no, St- Ollie says, right, I'm going to fake illness and we're going to get a moody doctor to prescribe me two <laughs> weeks away in Hawaii, right, to recuperate. So Stan says, okay. So Ollie does himself up like all ill, like they did in those days with one of those special ice bags on your head and your feet in a bucket of warm water. Of course. And then what happens is he says the dots come in to the wife and then a fucking Vets fan pulls up outside. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, you got me a vet? And says, it's the best I can get, short notice. The vet comes in and he's aware that he's supposed to be pretending to be a doctor. But he comes in and he starts tapping Oliver Hardy on the nose. (laughs) And then his mouth opens and he starts rubbing his throat. (laughs) So he basically does a a full animal animal examination on a human. I don't know about the tapping on the nose. I've not seen that. Is the tapping on the nose similar to the way you tap on a wall panel and it opens up and there's a secret Mm. room behind it? Is it that similar kind of... Each dog has a different code. Right. Each dog has a different code. You have to tap its snout. Mm-hmm. But if you want to know what the code is, you have mm. to look. Usually it's a small kind of like a tattoo that they're born with birthmark on their underside. On the undercarriage. Look on their yeah. underbelly. Yeah. And there'll be, you might have to, if it's not fully, if there are no bald patches, you might have to rummage around and look under the yeah. hair. You eventually see a birthmark that will have, it's like a Wi-Fi code. Yeah. But it's just, it's sort of like a Morse code. Is that so Morse be, code? Tap, yeah. tap, tap. Yeah. Tap, 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 tap. Yeah. And then, and then it opens. Yeah. And then it goes the, to its jaws open. My Good. favorite bit of any dog is definitely its snout. And yeah. I, and I, I, uh, I would never, sometimes I see people walking along with dogs and I always am jealous. I'm always envious because I would love a dog. But I, um, if I see a dog without a snout, like some dogs don't have it, I still love the dog, obviously, because mm-hmm. the dog's a dog. But I think, nah, I'd want, I'd, a minimum, I'd want a snout, at least a modest snout. It's, I love to grab their snout. It's one of the things that bothers me the most about Oscar. There's no snout. He has no snout. He's snoutless. Mm. Mm. He's just got, has he's he got, got like one of those a kind sort of, of round, flat things. Well, yeah, he's just got like a teddy bear sort of Ewok kind of face. Yeah. With a little button nose. Cute to his look nose. At. His nose looks delicious. I could pull his nose off mm. and eat it, and it would probably taste licorice. Uh, but, sometimes um, when you've had a few cans, do you look at it and start imagining that it is a yeah. licorice also? Yeah. Kind of, you thought the more you drink, the more you sort of think, "I'm going to fucking eat that dog's nose." Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, and he just in, in me no vision. One will find out. In my vision, he turns into a big licorice all sort. You know, like in mm. the cartoons where yeah. um, where they see someone and they turn into ham. <sighs> ham. <laughs> Um, that ham always looks so enticing, doesn't it? So uh, I think is that have we solved that problem there with the dogs? Yeah, and the uh, yeah, it's an easy one, mate. Put it someone, in its food is the obvious one. Someone replied, "Put them in the food." I know, but you're supposed to. Uh, do you have to grind them up to put them in the food? And then I don't think they work as effectively if they're ground up in food. Is that right? I think so. They need to have it as a almost a bullet. And when when they're ground up, it doesn't work quite so well. Um, I don't know. We've, we've got. I'm sure we've got um, a time machine. We're not vets. Official vet. We, we've said, we must have a vet. We've said there. this before. We've said this before. I'm going to say it again. A lot of people think we are vets. I want to be clear about this. We are not mm. vets. We yeah. 
Do we, we know have... a huge amount about animals? Yes, we do. But we are experts as opposed to qualified medical professionals. We're not qualified to treat your dog. We we might have given the impression in the past once or twice that we are vets, and then mm. uh, you know we've we've got into a little bit, bit of problems with that because people have come to our front doors with their animals and brought animals, and, and, and then because we're kind-hearted people, we've tried to treat those animals, mm. but very often it has they've, gone they've, wrong they've because died. we don't have we just don't have the right equipment, mm. the stirrups and all the other things that you need to treat animals. All we've got really is uh, towels and boiling water. And mm. that's not always enough. We've got no skills to speak of. Um, Listen, if there well, was a nuclear holocaust or something like that, and we yeah. were just amongst the few survivors living mm. in sort of, you know, small townships, yeah. right? And we had to go back to sort of almost prehistory ways of living. Yeah. And you had a dog that, that was sick, then, yeah, we would treat it if there was no qualified vets left. We'll have a go. But we're not in that situation. Shot. No, thankfully we never will be. Um, it's a bit presumptuous. Okay, uh, on that topic, someone replied and said, have you tried covering the tablets in peanut butter? That's a good idea, mm. isn't it? That's Darren Nugent. Um, Part but of then, that. Uh, Alex, but then re- Alex then replied, yep, he's not a fan of how sticky it is. Very uh, fussy oh. dog, by the sounds of it. Well, put it in Nutella or, I don't know, some Anything. jam. Lovely. Or some marmalade. I don't know if dogs like marmalade. She's, she's then I said, love it. She's then said, I'm off to buy some sardines to try. The dog gets fed better than me. So, um, sardines, that might work. Yeah. I remember, um, I've talked about this before, but when I briefly worked at Maxim Magazine, the editor at the time had an idea that, um, I mean, what a silly idea. It was to send in any old medicine prescribed medicine you had lying around in your bathroom cupboard <laughs> right yeah so you know with, you, you don't finish your course of antibiotics which by the way listeners <clears throat> you always should always finish it uh, even if you feel better finish it anyway yeah but a lot it's of people don't it weird, doesn't it? So it gets rid of it. it exactly if not it's just more clutter more clutter in the house and you've got to go to the dump and you go mate where does old antibiotics go and he goes over there and don't throw it in with the garden waste like I've seen you trying before. Um, but everyone sent in their old medicine. And a couple of the writers just... The, the the thing was, send us your old medicine. We will take it and tell you what happens. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't understand what the point of it was, really. But a couple of the lads did take quite a lot of it. One of them, his head fucking blew up like a balloon. <laughs> what the fuck? What was the medicine? Or was it a combination of the cocktail of medicines? Yeah, he was taking everything. Right. Yeah. All these old, you know, pass their cell by fucking penicillin and all of this mm-hmm. arriving. He's just like necking them like they're smarties because the editor told him to. Yeah, and he, I, I suppose he thought, well, I want to do what the boss says. Yeah. Um, my question is, would you take that a step further and do it with dog medicine dog or any medicine. animal medicine? I don't see how dog medicine can be any different to human medicine, really. It's all just medicine, isn't it? And it's all, it's going to make you make you... Different. If you take a dog, if you take dog medicine, mate, there's every chance you could grow a fucking tail and Isn't a snout. Chance? I the, the chances are slight. I there's think. a chance. I mean, what? What's what's ketamine? It's a horse drug, isn't it? Horse tranquilizer. Yeah, well. So I've never taken take ketamine that. precisely because I didn't fancy starting. I thought if I start fucking neighing 
or like I don't know if you I've I've told you this before, but one day I really want to do a deep dive into the film Pinocchio, which is a fucking hilarious film. Well, why not? But in that, <laughs> in that, the boy, the little boys start to they 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 smoke. They're allowed to smoke when they get sent to the Nonce Island. Yeah, and they um and they are allowed to drink as well, and they drink beer and smoke. And it basically starts to slowly turn them into mules. They grow mule ears and all the rest right. of it. So you think mm. that could happen, but with dog medicine? I've um, I've never taken ketamine, but someone I know, who I won't name, did once and woke up uh, on the kitchen floor, just lying on the kitchen floor like about 14 hours later. And he said his, his dog was just standing next to him, looking at him like, you fucking oh, idiot. Ready to eat him. You pretty <laughs> the dog much, was yeah. thinking, he'll die soon, then I can yeah. eat his corpse. I'll, I'll have his eyes first. So uh, <laughs> that that story itself well, was enough to put I've, me off. Yeah, I only hear bad things about ketamine. I mean, mm. obviously, I'm out of the, that game. Um, and it sort of feels like, even if I wasn't, it feels more like a young person's drug. They're all on about it. But every time anyone tells me, it's always a story like that. It sounds horrendous. Yeah. It's never like, oh... You know, I I took some ecstasy and I danced all night in a field. It was fucking amazing. I felt I, I felt so alive. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I just fucking really monged out. I couldn't move my body. Yeah. Um. Then I blacked out for a few hours, and when mm. I came round, I was in an Uber on, on like, and, and I was just being rolled out onto a roundabout on the A12. Yeah, I'd had no control over me being. I had no idea who yeah. I was or where I was. Um. Thanks, horse. Thanks, horse tranquilizer. Not really. It's not for me, that. No. No. No fucking way. I don't want to lose control like that. Fuck that. Mm. Right. But listen, if you're listening and you've had good experiences on ketamine, get in touch at the <laughs> usual places and let us know. And we might do a feature on a future pod side called simply Good Experiences on Ketamine. And I'll make a jingle. And now it's time for Good Experiences on Ketamine. Boop. <laughs> yeah because jo- we like to be fair and balanced we do we'll call it the joy of cat yeah we don't uh, want to get any legal letters from the communications department of sir john ketterman industries yeah saying that we've been uh negative about i thought problems. you gave a very unfair and unbalanced review of the drug ketamine <laughs> sure some people do mong out as you describe it but others have a great time. We don't. I would appreciate it if you could invite some some peeps, some survivors, onto your podcast to discuss just what fun they had when they were doing cat. We can put you in touch with some survivors, and we'll uh, we'll fund their transport to your studio or whatever it is that you do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, dog tablets. There we go. I'm glad we've sorted that out. What's next? Yeah. What's next? Um, I, you got one well, there? No, go for it. Well, I've actually got something else that I was going to tell you about in a future episode, but I might do it now because we're recording this on the... It's the 30th of March, I think, isn't it? 31st. We're banking what? these episodes, aren't we? Oh, yeah, that's it. It'll go out. It'll go out. So tomorrow in our world, you'll be hearing this like in the future. It's almost um, April Fool's Day. Now, my boy Len loves April Fool's Day. It's like... One of his favourite things of course. ever. Yeah, right. his, his, it's yeah. just below Christmas. He loves doing it. Um, you might remember a couple of years ago, we sent a letter to his teacher saying that I was moving to North Korea yes. to work for the government. Right. 
And that was more my doing. He was a couple of years younger. But of course, since then, he's, you know, developed his own, as has been documented on this podcast, his own creative notions. Yeah. And so he's come to me last night and he's gone, I've done a um, April Fool on the headmaster. I'm not going to say the, the headmaster's name. Um, let's just say, I, I'll call him like John Taylor, right? As of John Taylor. It's not that John Taylor. Yeah, it's not that John Taylor, right? I just that was the first thing that came into my head. The school genuinely are looking are looking for a new. They're just they're looking for a a new deputy head, right? Right. The, the incumbent's leaving. He's got a job as a head somewhere. Len has presented me What's with this letter. This is his name, Simon Lebon. Should we call him Simon Lebon for Nick Rhodes? Nick, Nick Rhodes. Rhodes. Okay. Right, and uh, he. And so, it, so basically, Len showed me this letter and said, "Right on April Fool's Day, which is the last day of school before these holidays, I'm slipping this under the headmaster's door." Right <laughs> now, if you, if you say like the headmaster's name is John Taylor, yeah, he said Len. The first funny thing in this letter, and I've got to stress this is all Len's work, and it's I was really uh, impressed by it. He's written a letter. It's a fake application for the deputy head's job, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's addressed it to. Professor John Taylor, which is a brilliant power play on the head teacher straight away. <laughs> Professor, that's what you reckon you are, probably. And he's written the address of school. He's gone, dear Professor, my name is Bern my name is Bernard Vasquez. The other day, my friend Sandalani informed me that your school was looking for a new deputy head teacher. As a teacher who has been without a job for two years and five months, this excites me very two much. Years and five months. I am a hard-working man who loves jokes and reading stories to my five-year-old, David. When I worked in Chile, my favourite subjects were art, science and history. I have a phobia of beetroots, so if your chefs bake them, then I will be too horrified to accept the job. Bake them. I enjoy teaching creative children and making collages of the brightest stars I can find to take a picture of with my camera. Your children seem to be smiling happily in all the photos on your website. This makes me smile happily too. The pictures of you on the inter internet, I thought that was a great Marky Smith style like little flourish there. Yeah. That he's just randomly referred to the internet as the inter internet. I thought it was a typo. So is that typo? He goes, no, I've done it on purpose. Uh, the picture of you on the inter-internet, <laughs> picture of you on the inter-internet look like they are as smi- look like they are as smiley as a happy face. Children help me transform into a big, ugly, happy man. Wow. <laughs> My favourite story, would you employ this man, Bernard Vasquez? Yeah. My favourite story is the one about the duck that decided to break dance and became a very angry duck. Shows that pulling a muscle does not mean funny. Your smiley children will hear this story when I join your scary school for monsters. Do you know what is incredible? <laughs> he signed off with this. Do you know what is incredible? Dishwashers. I love how they make our pretty plates escape the world of dirtiness. <laughs> I am enclosing my CV and I look forward to hearing from you soon. <sighs> Fucking pretty out there. He's done a CV as well. Jalapeño. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. At the top, it says Bernard Vasquez, and it has his address. Underneath, at the top of the CV, it says objective. <laughs> yes! Yes! What's your objective, Bernard Vasquez? Under objective, he just writes to be the best man. Oh, wow! <laughs> Isn't that everyone's objective? Experience. He's an experienced art teacher. Poshington School for Young Learners. <laughs> Painted pictures of the devil eating beetroots taught children to hate beetroots. 92 to 2010, head teacher, Santiago Military School. Hosted summer fairs, hosted Christmas fairs, banned beetroots. And 1980 to 1987, body popper. Body popped, did the worm. Um... But he's gone through some other things. Skills. At the bottom, he's got skills. Won gold at the 1984 Body Popping Championships. Won the world record for destroying the most beetroots in an hour. Good at emptying the dishwasher. So there you go. That's the job application for Deputy Head at the local school by Bernard Vasquez. Bernard Vasquez. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I, you and all the listeners of this podcast just need to just sit back and wait for Len's ascension to greatness mm. when he's older, because it is I inevitable. So. It's inevitable. I hope so. I'm, I'm thinking of putting some of his uh, material up as NFTs. Yeah. Sell them, yeah. I was watching uh, that on Newsnight last night. Um, Damien I've Hurst, obviously, that, yeah. is going to flog some of them off. He's bang into it. I think we should we should do that. We should sell off... Um, we should. A, a I've actually episode. got an NFT. I've got an NFT planned. Yeah. And I, but by the time this goes out, it'll probably already have been sold. I'll cool. tell you about it off air. But oh, I, I think, think you mentioned this. Like, I think you mentioned mm. this. Is this mm. relating to somebody in the United States? This No, this is my, no. Um, no th- I am doing something with someone in the United States, yeah. yeah but I'm doing a personal one. And what okay. I'm thinking of doing, I haven't done it yet, but it, it might be out there by the time I release this. Is the you remember the, fi- the famous uh, Nigel Farage stunt I did where I got the little mm. girl to call him at uh, say my mummy says you hate yeah uh, foreigners mm. it was a big viral at the yeah. time 
Um, well, recently it was being shared again on TikTok because my daughter saw it and said, yeah. oh, this is being reshared. And then people were using it in funny ways, like they got a picture of Meghan and Harry and dubbed over the audio from that and blah, blah, right. blah. So I thought, right, I'm going to uh, do it. I'm going to take the clip. I'm going to put it up as an NFT mm-hmm. and I'm going to donate 50% mm-hmm. of all the proceeds to a refugees charity that helps nice settle refugees in the UK. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what I'm thinking of doing. Nice one, good stuff. Yeah, I mean we could do we could do a special episode of this podcast and do it as an NFT. We could do the because... first episode. There might be some visual art as well. There's all sorts of visual things we've done. What I was thinking last night. I mean, I don't know if Bob will be up for this, but there was a pilot episode of Athletico Mints that has never been released. Oh, <sighs> that's yeah, NFT you know, gold, isn't all, it? That's it is a bit, but it's like it's almost too good for an NFT. Because NFT, people can put up... You could just put up an episode and it could go for a lot of money because it's about the ownership. The, the, the pilot episode is almost too rare and precious. That could go... I'm thinking, to be, leave that to your estate. To be fair, the pilot episode is just pretty much got repeated in episode one proper. So there's no special about it, but except still. it's got a different name. Um, yeah, NFTs, there we go. Right, where are we? Uh, another one. Uh, Scottish Tommy says, I'm not going to do it in a Scottish accent because I'll be patronising. Just bought a barbecue. What would you suggest for the first meal to christen it? Could just go the usual burger route, but I reckon you gents would have some tricks up your sleeves for maximum payoff. You know what? You know what, Tommy? I would go tried and trusted for your very first meal on a barbecue because you want to work out what its capabilities are. You want to do sausages, you want to do burgers, maybe some uh, chicken thigh, something like that. I wouldn't be going too elaborate, not first time. Don't know about you, Sam. I obviously, um, you're a vegetarian, so... I'm a vegetarian. In word. fact, my I, before I was a vegetarian, I'd invested in a, a pretty snazzy bar- gas barbecue, mm-hmm. which is still in my garden, but we don't get much use out of. My daughter eats meat, but she's not bothered enough for us to like. And, and you know, for a while, we've sort of... When I was first with Jim, it's like, oh, let's do some vegetables or some halloumi or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, fuck that. So actually, on my barbecue at the moment is a load of old paperwork that even before lockdown, so like over a year ago, I think I spoke about it at the time, I was clearing out a load of admin. You know, all the paperwork that's just fucking everywhere. And in the end, it's mm. so old. You think, what Burn am I doing it. with all these old bank statements and shit? Well, shredding. I've got a shredder, mate, but it takes so long because yeah, the shredder same. can only handle like one or two sheets at a time. Yeah, I've been there. Man. I've got to put a day aside. Yeah. So I thought, fuck that. So I went out into the garden. I chucked the whole lot on the barbecue. I covered it in lighter fluid mm-hmm. and I chucked a match on and let it burn. But it didn't quite burn completely. So my wife reminded me the other time, that under the other day, that underneath the lid of our barbecue is just a massive stack of old statements invoices <laughs> precious data um that sort of you know three quarters burn mm-hmm. they're quite so hard I don't to know burn what to... bank statements are quite hard to burn i don't know if that's for a reason or not it's well, much harder to burn than the, the, the newspaper for example yeah it's the quality of paper maybe but yeah. the the what i learned about fairly recently you might know about it, that's a better logistical thing is you get these rollers you get these ink rollers Right. And all you do is, rather than shred everything, as soon as you get a statement or whatever, you just roll this ink roller over uh-huh. 
the personal information at the top of the statement or oh, right, any yeah. document and it's permanent and it's it's better because you can't even do that thing of taping back together because this ink just is permanent. It goes over the details and completely right. blocks it out. Right. Oh, that's good. Uh, is that it's, on a bank yeah. statement then, would that be for all of the, the transactions as well? Would you roll the ink over them as well? I suppose you could. Then you'd probably want to get a lot. But I've got nothing to ha- hide in my transaction thing. No, it's more like you just don't want them to have your name, address and uh, sort code. <laughs> Can you not just tear that bit off then and eat it? Yeah, you could. But I mean, I've got loads. But I mean, you'd, I'd you'd rather have do an myself some damage. You'd rather have some yeah. fun with an ink roller. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Roll, yeah. roll, 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 stamp, roll, roll, stamp, roll, roll, stamp. <laughs> Fucking great, mate. Info delete. Info delete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Where are we at? Um, have we done enough yet? No, we'll do another couple of minutes. Because as we said, we are knocking these out in advance so we can have some uh, much-needed time off over Easter. So we'll do another quick one. Sean says, um, is it acceptable to wear shorts all day, every day for the rest of time? Uh, yeah, basically, I think so. Yeah, why well, not? That's how you feel funeral? you want to do it. Is he going to a funeral or something? I don't wear shots to a funeral for fuck's sake. Funerals but or weddings can be tricky. I um, I wear some shorts. Some people might not like it. I wear shorts three hundred and sixty-five days a year, round the clock in the house. Do you? Yeah, yeah, all the time in the house. Yeah, yeah. But um, if you've got to go out and it's freezing, April to October, I'll go out in shorts whole time hmm. and then november to march i'll wear trousers because no one likes anyone who fucking walks around in shorts in like february that's just fucking look at me stuff no. isn't it? it's aggressive mm. um james byrne writes all right dickheads 40 years old i'm in a whatsapp group with some old school friends and find 90 percent of comments posted incredibly dull brackets premier league tactical analysis features highly are so annoying other members seem to feel compelled to reply to anything posted, even if it's just to say, ha, huh, you're so funny. I have this tedious group on mute and only respond intermittently. Mm-hmm. Have come close to leaving the group on many occasions as it really doesn't provide me with anything other than irritation. Purely still in it for nostalgic reasons now. Would welcome your thoughts on maintaining friendships when the only thing you have in common is that you went to school with them 25 years ago. Well, I went to school with my missus 25 years ago. And look what happened there. I actually married her. Yeah. Um, all my mates, all my best mates are mates from school, really. Mm. Um, my, yeah. So I haven't got a problem with that. But I do have experience of leaving, the etiquette of leaving WhatsApp groups. And WhatsApp groups are weird because you get added to them without asking, right? You can yeah. to be. And then you're stuck in it. And if they're big ones, they get really fucking out of control and people are chatting all the time and they are annoying. And I was with one with my wider family, the the, the wider Delaney family, my, my this, dad's yeah. side. Of, yeah. And, I've, and I fucking walked because, I mean, to be honest, like, I mean, they're, they're, they're quite different and they're not, you know, obviously quite they're different. relatives. Did you announce that you were walking? <laughs> did you do like a full, a full flounce? No, what, you... what was funny was, was that I'd wanted to leave almost from the first moment I was on it because I just, maybe I'm just a grumpy cunt, but pretty much every single thing that was written on there, I found infuriating and obnoxious, right? <laughs> um, but I thought, well, what, how'd you do it? Because it would say... Sam Delaney has left the group. And it just makes you think, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you look like you flounced, right? 
But uh, the the thing that tipped me over the edge was it, I remember the day because it was the day I got back from that festival we did up north that we were talking about the other day. Uh, in the one where you used to go on holiday. Thirst, Thirst yeah. And I had, I had to get back from Thirst first thing in the morning to meet with Len to go to West Ham Tottenham for like a midday kickoff. Yeah. And we we uh, we went three nil down, and then in the end we got two back, and it was three two. But it was Mourinho's first game in charge. Anyway. All these fucking old uncles and and cousins who I haven't fucking seen in years got nothing in common with at all. They all reckon they're Spurs fans. I don't think many of them are ever fucking go, but for that day they decided, oh, Tottenham, right? And they're all fucking non so Can you imagine that? Right? It would be like you and you had a load of relatives you weren't that close to who were all Newcastle fans, yeah. right? And you're at fucking Sunderland watching your team watch it, you're losing 3-0 to Newcastle mm. and your phone is beeping non-stop with these fucking cunts fucking talking hell. about how well it's going and celebrating goals and all this shit yeah I was fu- I was livid I was fu- it was so annoying and, and the thing is as well they're right plastic Spurs fans which just annoyed me more do you yeah. know what I mean I mean my older brother's a Spurs fan I mean he's a proper Spurs fan you know, and, and actually we have an unwritten rule to not wind each other up on those days, you know. Yeah. Uh, he's got more respect, but these other cunts, fucking hell. So I just fucking flounced, didn't I? Did you, did you announce that? Sam has just, left the group. Yeah. Just no, left. it just says Sam Delaney's left the group, but it came slap bang in the middle of all these Tottenham celebrations. So yeah. apparently after I'd left, because my daughter and my missus were on it. Right. And, uh, and... <laughs> And uh, they, they obviously and they told me. muted the group, had they? Which is what you should have done. And they saw it and they were like, oh, everyone was like really laughing after you yeah. left. So then I became even more irate. I went to rejoin yeah. so I could go, oh, I'm yeah, back. you fucking Tottenham mugs. Fucking love me, I'm back. You cunts, I heard all about it. Who wants to fucking meet up in a car park? Right? <laughs> I'll beat my own uncle up if I have to. <laughs> right? Um Anyway, uh, since then, my and now, like, and my brother's always going, "Fucking hell, that group's such so cunty." And I said, "Yeah, well, just fucking leave." And they're going, "Oh yeah, but when you left, it was such a massive statement. Like, it really made us scared to leave because it looks it's so visible. You can't just quietly yeah. do what's known as a French exit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It would have been but, a bit like um, yeah, it would have been like the uh, the Arab Spring when all of those countries yeah. sought democracy at once. Well, that actually happened. So that was I did. That was about two years ago when I did my flounce, and a few weeks ago, actually, my wife and a couple of my brothers all went. There was a mass walkout after an incident of after an incident of racism. Oh, by a distant cousin who I haven't seen in years, who's just obviously an awful knobhead. Did a also a Tottenham fan. Not not Mm. saying that's not saying you know that's not. There's a connection there. No. No, I'm not saying there's a connection. There's not a connection. Uh, just so, so saying he was one of the people that antagonised me the first time. Then he said something that was just fucking not acceptable and about six people left the group all at once. Fucking hell. And they'd so all been, they'd all the been waiting for an excuse, basically. And that was it. Yeah, I think so. And they <laughs> thought, this is a good moment to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Ra- oh, I've been waiting for someone to be racist. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for a Castilian excuse to get out of this. Yeah, yeah, perfect excuse. But anyway, yeah, I mean, WhatsApp groups are a fucking nightmare. You just basically, I wish Mm. there was a thing where you received an invite. It says you have been asked to join this group and you could just ignore it because I don't really want to be a member of any group. 
How does it work? Do people, can people just put you in a group then? Yeah, funny you should say because just before just before we came on air, I've just been added to one. So like, and I, I didn't ask for it, yeah. but I'm just fucking on it. Just fucking and it actually as well. If I've got if I if you've at some point in the past have given me your phone number, then you're fair game, mate, to join a group. Someone could start up like a group like Nonce Chat or I Love Nazis dot com or something yeah. like that, and just add you to it, and you wouldn't be able to do anything about it. Well, you could leave, but you could leave it. I mean. To be clear, I would leave either of those groups if yeah, I was at it because yeah, I wouldn't be embarrassed to leave those. But you see what I mean? It can be awkward. Mm. Yeah, I'm not in any, so I don't really know how it works. But well, okay. good, I'm, good I'm luck glad to you, mate. I'm glad you've uh, clarified that. That's it from this one. Um, we'll do some more life logistics no. next week because we've got quite a few left to get through, I think. Um, as I say, hope they're not urgent, but, you know, uh, life doesn't need to be urgent, does it? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.